Hey, this is Amanda Rowe. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you've been enjoying these devotionals from Genesis. I know I've really enjoyed the opportunity to share them with you guys. I did want to announce that the paperback of Genesis, Devotional Thoughts and Prayers from the Book of Beginnings, is now available on Amazon, as well as an updated version of the Kindle ebook. The devotional book now includes thought-provoking questions and a journaling space at the end of each chapter, so if you'd like to purchase a copy for yourself, you can order one from Amazon. If you have a Bible study group or Sunday school class or even a church bookstore and need to order 10 or more books, I may be able to get you a discount. Just shoot me an email at onyourmark.genesis at gmail.com. That's onyourmark.genesis at gmail.com. And I'll see what I can do. Again, I really appreciate you tuning in. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Losing their money cattle, and all their land seemed as nothing to the Egyptians because their lives were saved. They gladly became Pharaoh's servants. Not only was Israel saved during the famine, so were the Egyptians and many other nations. By the time the Egyptians had used up all their money to buy food from Joseph's storehouses in the cities, they were desperate. So Joseph asked for their animals. This exchange bought them an entire year's worth of food. When that year was up, the Egyptians came to Joseph again and begged him to let them sell themselves and the title deeds to their land. These people were desperate. If only they could find grace in Joseph's sight and be allowed to serve as Pharaoh's slaves. They were eager to sell themselves into slavery because they knew they couldn't save themselves. They weren't in a position to demand anything. They didn't have any rights under the type of government Egypt had. All they wanted was a chance to live. And servitude seemed to be their only option. Joseph accepted their proposal and moved the entire population into cities where the storehouses were located. And then, as it came time for crops to grow again, he reassigned them to cultivate the land they had sold to Pharaoh. He placed a 20% tax on all the crop income, and it was a law from then on that Pharaoh would receive one-fifth of everything that was harvested. The Egyptian economy survived the famine under Joseph's management, and everyone involved benefited from his plan. Joseph was a good ruler. He made sure food was distributed fairly, and he wisely kept the land replenished when crops could grow again. With his shrewd economic policies during this national emergency, Joseph provided for the survival of his own family and many other nations. God was already using his chosen people to bless all the nations of the world. As I was reading this passage a few years ago, the parallel between us and the desperate Egyptians jumped out at me. Without God, we have no hope of survival as individuals or as a nation. Joseph did not come up with the suggestion that the people should sell themselves in order to buy more food and seed for the land so it would not become desolate. The people came to him. They could see no other option. In their desperate situation, this was the best they could hope for. They would go into debt to the government in order to survive. Our situation was no less desperate before we came to Christ. We haven't exactly sold ourselves into slavery under an Egyptian king, but we have been purchased by another king. Christ has purchased us out of slavery to sin and into the service of God. We do not own the rights to our bodies or possessions. It all belongs to God. 
We are just stewards of what he has given us. There may be times when some of us would like to think there can be a happy medium between completely serving God and completely serving sin, as if we could hold back pieces of our lives from God and still avoid living in sin, but that's just not possible. There is no happy medium. When it comes to serving God, it's all or nothing. When you consider the fact that Christ shed his own blood to purchase you, however, and that the only alternative to life in Christ is death in sin, there is no reason not to serve him gladly. We shouldn't view living for God as a last-ditch effort to save ourselves. Christ has already done that work. If the Egyptians were willing to sell themselves and all they had into Pharaoh's service in order to survive, how much more should we be willing to joyfully serve the good God who owns us? He offers much more than survival. He gives us eternal life. Lord, how often we, as your people, forget what a good ruler you are. Sometimes we forget that you have undeniably proven your eternal love for us. How could we forget what you've done? How could we ever begrudge what you might ask in return? Lord, help us to remember how much we owe you. You've given us life. You've sent Christ to die for us. You saved our souls, you gave us your word and your Holy Spirit to comfort and guide us through life. You promised to always be with us and so much more. God, I pray that whatever you might ask of us, we would be willing to give. We are your servants. Help us to remember what an honor it is to live for the one who died to set us free. You are a good master. Lord, help us to serve you faithfully. In Jesus' name. Well, that's it for today. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next weekend for another devotional from the book of Genesis.